Welcome to FacingMelsMusic.com podcast featuring some of the most heartwarming stories from musicians all around the world on FacingMelsMusic.com. And a very warm welcome to Facing Mel's Music. This is Mel Golding and I have a wonderful guest, Dr. Robert Yoho. Welcome. Hi, Mel. I really appreciate your letting me on your platform and being able to share my message. And we're colleagues here. You don't have to doctor me. Mm. (laughs) Let me do the uh, 30-second disclaimer, which I'm forced to do because of American lawyers. Mm. Um, This information is uh, for general information only. It's not to uh, be used... uh, uh, is to be used at your own risk. And if you have a medical problem, you have to find a licensed provider and get advice from them. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So Robert or Rob, what do they call you, Rob? Robert's Robert? fine. Robert's fine. Okay. You are a retired cosmetic surgeon, That's which it, I really am interested in actually. Um, very interesting. I think lots of performing artists would be very interested in this too. Uh, so we will get to that too. Uh, you're a former emergency physician as well, an author. And I did see somewhere that um, you're, you were a mountain climber. Is that right? Rock climber. That's uh, right. Rock climber. I, 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 <laughs> okay. I tell my parents and or my, I tell my uh, wife and my kids that, that my yeah. climbing career was more important than them. <laughs> half, half tongue in cheek. <laughs> it sure was a lot of fun. I'm I'm too old yeah. and broken up and orthopedically challenged oh. now to do it. So how how so you've been retired for how long now? Oh gosh, three or four years. And okay. I, I've been working on my corruption books uh, yes. for mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have some very, very interesting topics on that corruption. And are we, we're looking, okay, here we Here's go. Here's the first uh, yep. uh, advertisement, right? Butchered by healthcare. I'm not mm-hmm. a money-making animal, Mel. These things mm-hmm. are break-even. Uh, but yeah. this is a uh, inflammatory uh, yeah. title and an inflammatory uh, image of a doctor sitting there with all that money. Right. I think you're, you're, the message is right there in the picture, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? We've, we've, we've covered a, a few things just before coming on air. We are going to talk about the global disease that has plagued the nation over how many years are we looking at now? When did it start? A couple, of years. couple yeah. of years now. So perhaps we can talk about that and your thoughts about that, because I believe you've been researching this for, I mean, how long have you been researching this area? Obviously, since it came out, but it must have been before because you've been, you're a doctor. So you must know a thing or two about, about you know, disease. I was sort of slow to pick up on this one. And so mm-hmm. I'm about a right. year into my research about this. But okay. um, And there are people that uh, called uh, nonsense or BS on it from the very start. But <laughs> let me paint the background story about U.S. healthcare, and it's applicable to okay. Britain, too. Okay, go for it. So we, we spend twice as much on healthcare per person as other countries, right? It's It's... 20% of our gross domestic product, roughly, as opposed to 10% for Britain, France, Australia, Canada. And okay. despite this, we have horrible results. We have uh. earlier death, lots of chronic diseases. And I think that these services that we render are 50% either useless or actually damaging. And this is the reason why we, we have such bad results. And we have an industry that is the most criminal industry in history as measured by their settlements with U.S. federal prosecutors. It's called Big Pharma. They've lost $86 billion in judgments and settlements to civil plaintiffs and the prosecutors since 2000. And they have many thousands of criminal records. And so the payoffs have their own Wikipedia page of shame for the top 22 drug makers. And we have three of these uh, entities, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and GlaxoSmithKline. They pay, pay the settlements in excess of $2 billion each. And Pfizer's had an anti-inflammatory that caused 50,000 deaths. And they knew it would happen ahead of time. And they rolled it out anyway. And they did the same thing with the current treatment for this current disease. And right. here's a quote I'd like to read by Peter Rost, who is a Pfizer former Martin, mm-hmm. vice president. Yeah. He says, it's scary how many similarities there are between this industry and the mob. Obscene amounts of money, killings and deaths, bribing mm-hmm. politicians and others. The difference is all these people in the drug industry look upon themselves as law abiding citizens. 
However, when they get together as a group, it's almost like when you have war atrocities. People do things they don't think they're capable of because a group can validate what you're doing is okay. Mm. And here's a, here's another quote by uh, a Park Davis pharmaceutical CEO. He said, if we put horse manure in a capsule, we could sell it to 95% of these doctors. And that's their attitude. Oh, good Lord. The FDA wow. is an agency that supposedly oversees yeah. our U.S. drugs, but yeah. over half its income is yeah. paid directly by pharma. And the UK regulator, NICE, N-I-C-E, has similar conflicts. So the result is these agencies think of these companies as clients. And if the FDA refuses to approve a drug, they might have trouble making their own payroll. So the FDA and pharma work together to fake the drug patent studies. And I don't use that word lightly. They use statistical manipulation. They corrupt research subcontractors. And my idea of these research subcontractors is a a kid in a basement in Pakistan with a baseball cap faking the studies. And some of it's probably that bad. They hide. They're allowed to hide the studies that don't promote drug sales, because even though we pay them to do the studies, they own the studies. Right. So Mm. here's here's what's going on. Peter Gercha, who is a European one of the founders of Cochrane Reviews and one of the most respected sources in medicine, he said the pervasive scientific misconduct has led to a research literature where one has to dig deeply to find the few gems in all the garbage. There was a BMJ editorial, BMJ, British Medical Journal, is Mm. sort of the last person standing in the medical Mm. literature with any integrity. Mm. And the medical journal article title was time to assume that health research is fraudulent until proven otherwise. That was last year. Wow. And so these journals are prostitutes. Their editors are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars each. Mm -hmm. And corporate ghostwriters fabricate more than half of all drug studies and even some textbooks. And the, the quote authors are paid huge fees just for the use of their names in law or business or government. These sorts of bribes could result in firing or criminal prosecution. But in medicine, it's all accepted practice, and they just call it conflicts of interest. Now, I've, I've abolished that word, that phrase from my vocabulary. I call it bribery. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's very scary. And you've mentioned some huge names there. You know, when you talk about Pfizer, I mean, just thinking and reflecting back on, on all of this, uh, there was always a lot of conversation here and the conspiracy theories um, that were going around and nobody knew or understood what actually was really going on. I mean, what really was going on? I mean, what do you think was actually going on? What is it? Because people talked about the reset button as well. I don't know if you're familiar with that. So the first thing to define is mm. when you should your BS meter should immediately perk up and you should ignore whatever is said. And Mm -hmm. one of these things is when they call it a conspiracy theory, because that word was, that phrase was popularized by the CIA to debunk the, the Kennedy assassination theory that the CIA was involved. Mm -hmm. So here's a list of words that you can, you can call BS on whoever uses these words. You should just laugh it off. (laughs) Debunked quackery anti-vaccine, vaccine hesitancy, misinformation, fact-checking, and more recently, domestic terrorists. So the, these are these are the words that uh, these are the words that immediately uh, cause you to, to call BS on anything that comes after them. Yeah, <clears throat> They're, the, mm. the narratives are being controlled uh, centrally and the virtually word for word in the mainstream media. And if you waste your time looking at uh, CNBC or even Fox Mm. or Facebook Mm -hmm. or Twitter, uh, you have to realize that those are, we're facing a wall of censorship that's centrally managed. Mm. And uh, if you want the truth, you have to read platforms such as Substack, which is a blog platform, which so far we're all waiting for them to censor the first time. But okay. so far, it's been a free platform, and we can say what we want, and you can read you can read about oh, what's really happening. Yeah, oh, okay. Substack, Substack.com. 
Okay. There are other okay. platforms too, but Substack is a, a ray of hope in in, a, in an otherwise. Um, and okay. you you guys hmm. don't have a First Amendment. You don't have an absolute right to free speech. This is the foundation upon which the American yeah the American legal system rests, and it's been at least fifty percent destroyed by these private companies who yeah. um, have been. Uh, going after uh, these different narratives that are there, you know, they're, they're absolutely true. And I I mean, it's, it's a very sick thing and Mm. it's, uh, it's very, very concerning. And I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Yeah. You sound very, very disturbed by, and you've been in, in the field for how many years did you say you've been in the field actually? I'm 68 Mel. I'm an old man. When did you start? So I started my twenties. Right, so that, that's what I was thinking, 40-odd yeah. years. So that's quite a statement to say that after such a long time doing what you're doing to actually, you know, not have seen anything like this ever in your life. The, the home team is yeah. in big trouble here, and it's okay. a lot worse than most of your mm. listeners think. And yeah. it's not related to this disease that has been manufactured and foisted on us. And yeah. it's not it's not uh, the, the worst part of it is not this purported cure, uh, mm. which is a given by shot um, mm. and is actually uh, worse than the, the disease. The, the, the worst single thing is the censorship. And it has prevented right. the doctors from treating this disease properly uh, because the, uh, the the cures for it have been yep. suppressed and the yes. cures would have prevented 85% of the fatalities. And I that that's the thing that red billed me. I just fell out of right. my seat when I finally realized that. These there's simple simple drugs that mm. um, are you know they're one of them, there was a Nobel prize awarded for one. Yeah. And they have many applications and they would have treated these things and we would have backstroked through the entire nonsense uh, that was you know it was, it, it, we have documentation that it was all manufactured yeah and yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. cite my references here right yeah go for it okay mm. this is the best single book about it right okay the real Anthony fauci by RFK jr and this yeah. thing was the worldwide bestseller despite being suppressed by these sources that are part of the cabal I call it um, such as the New York Times they didn't review it once. But this this book, um, I mean, it, it's just fantastic. It's well written and it's easy mm. to understand, and okay. it's still selling a lot. It's sold okay. over a million copies mm. despite the censorship. Mm. Mm. Interesting. What, Rob? Where, Robert, where do you think people are at, as in the public, in terms of what do they believe? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Good where question. are they at? Good yeah, question. where are they at? <clears throat> so. It looks like a third. I mean, I'm in California, which is the belly of the beast. I mean, we are we're basically well known to be completely crazy here. And <laughs> no <so>, comment. <laughs> and so, despite the yeah. end of the mask mandates, the 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 illegal mask mandates, the mask mandates that went against our constitution, um, at least ten percent of the people are still going around outside with masks on, which is ridiculous. Mm. And the, these little kids have been trained to wear the masks all the time. I mean, it's it's it's. It, I, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Um, mm. So we have a third of the people that listen to mainstream media and are on mm-hmm. Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, and have been programmed to believe what um, the government says. Yeah. And what this narrative, which is coming from. Probably, pro- probably from primarily from this World Economic Forum. It's their yep. the, the billionaires club that mm. is uh, promulgating this. Um, right. A third of us have been pretty much pretty much understand that the whole thing is a pack of lies from the start to the finish. Yeah, and the the other third is somewhere in between. But the good right. thing about this whole whole business is mm. that once you understand, once once you see the matrix, and that's the metaphor. Um, you never go back to no. you never go back to thinking right. that um, you can find truth on CNBC right. or one of these mainstream outlets, yeah. and you just have to laugh them off. And even Fox yeah. is censored to some degree because they're mm. it's seventy five percent of all TV advertising is sponsored by Big Pharma. 
100%, virtually 100% of the news stories are sponsored by Big Pharma, and they can afford to do this because they have this product that they've been trying to give to everyone in the world Hmm. that is not just the most profitable drug in history, it's the most profitable product in history. Compare the profits to the iPhone or Coca-Cola last year. I mean, they they don't even have to advertise because they've gotten these governments to push it. Like mm. drug pushers. I mean, it's it's freaking horrible. It's scary. It's, scary. it's very very scary. These corporations um, and these large yeah. entities have come out of the closet in the last mm. few years. They were behind the scenes before that, and mm. most of us didn't really see them. But now they're they're they've been emboldened to the point where they're telling everybody what what they're up to. And mm. I mean, that's the scariest part of all. They think they don't. They think they can't lose. But mm. um, our job is to stand up and uh, <clears throat> get a groundswell of, you know, opinion about it and uh, hmm. move them out of the narrative. I mean, I suppose I'm I'm just sitting here reflecting on all of this. It's not obviously it's not really my area, but I've lived through it as we all have, and just to watch the the diversity in responses, the word brainwashing comes to mind, you know, it's this brainwashing, you know, Um, it it never made sense, you know, why you could sit down. I mean, one of the rules, I don't know about over there, but one of the rules here was now we don't have anything, by the way, that's, that's it. We're all done with it. It's gone. That's it. So we're living with it, get on with life. So we don't have to have wear any masks or anything like that anymore. But there was a time when they were kind of opening up to normality from the lockdown. There was a transition period, okay? Through this transitional period, you were allowed to eat at a restaurant, all right, and have your mask off, but only when you got up to walk to the restroom, as you call it, okay, you had to put your mask on. Where's the logic in that? I mean, yeah, we have 200 mass studies, you know, I'll say it's nonsense. Viruses <laughs> go right it. through that thing, and yeah. I mean, it's just, it's. It's ridiculous. And we were preventing a disease, which really was what we call in California a nothing burger, if the proper treatments were available and promulgated. I mean, it's Mm. just it. Mm. But, you know, you mentioned the word manufactured before. So we there. uh, I don't have a copy of my book here, but there is a book called COVID-19 and the Global Predators by Peter Bregan, B-R-E-G-G-I-N, and Ginger Bregan at Bregan.com. And that book early on um, just went to Internet sources and was able to document the exact tracing of the funds, the emails Mm. and so on that proved that. Fauci funded the Wuhan labs, which manufactured this virus. Now, we don't know whether it was released on purpose or accidentally, Hmm. but if it was released accidentally, it was certainly has been purpose made for a Chinese um, takeover of a lot of a lot of things. And it has been tremendously destructive for America and the Chinese communists view America as their enemy. And uh, and they they have. tried to burn down the bastion of uh, freedom and law that that is is really the only one left in the world. And mm-hmm. half of our country isn't working anyway. Fortunately, we have states' rights mm-hmm. um, that allow places like Florida and Texas to function almost as independent entities. Uh, but no, we have we have clear information that this thing uh, was uh, uh, was uh, synthesized in a lab. Um, mm. There's information from the genetic makeup of it, and uh, and there's information that was funded by Fauci, and right. Fauci is responsible for nearly a trillion dollars, a T trillion, a thousand billion dollars of funding for biomedical research, and he has had a tight control over this thing for many decades. And I'm amazed that with RFK Jr.'s book that he's not locked up <clears throat> in certain time already. I mean, mm. our rule of law is broken down to the point where the judges are afraid, the courts don't work, uh, but that they are really our, our hope here 
Mm, that some right. of these lawsuits will break break this stuff open. I mean, yeah. our Pfizer document dump, which you yep. read about, uh, they wanted to get they wanted to reveal they they conspired with the FDA to you mm. know, and the FDA really is a marketing branch of Pfizer and other drug companies. Yeah, but they were conspiring to attempt to release these documents over seventy five years. But the 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 documents that have been released. Absolutely proved their culpability, their foreknowledge of uh, what was essentially a genocide, and right. even in the first two months, they there were twelve hundred deaths. And your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with um, the vaccine history. And basically, yeah. if there were fifty deaths in any vaccine, the thing was pulled from the market and um, and thrown in the wastebasket. And yeah, but for yeah. this one, it's been allowed to continue. And yeah. it's an unbelievable story. I mean, it's just, and the doctors, let me tell you, Mel, this is not over. And you think that things have normalized, but behind the scenes, there are yes. many negative trends. And for example, in California, they're mm-hmm. trying to pass a law right now that says that if doctors mention any uh, negativity about these therapies or uh, uh yeah. You know, or or this uh, you know supposed uh, disease, disease yeah. mm-hmm. they can lose their medical license. So they're all scared to death. I mean, these these guys are not bold people as a group. Well, they're very bright. It's the largest group of bright people in America. There's a million of us, and their average IQs are 130. But yeah. they are trained to follow the leader like ducks yes. behind another duck, and so that's yeah. the way it works. It's scary, especially, you know, when I think of America, I think of the land of freedom, the land of opportunity, freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to be. But from what you're describing, it doesn't feel like that. It's it's in better shape than the rest of the world. Canada just just took, they just banned all their handguns. I mean, it's just <laughs> horrible. <clears throat> and our Second Amendment, you know, yeah. we, we, we're having these shootings which are related to the SSRI class antidepressants, which cause violence and they Mm. cause suicide. And the 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 lockdowns have stimulated more prescribing of this stuff. And uh, Mm. there are even some uh, there is some question about whether this uh, these these people are being groomed by uh, these sources which are trying to take away the guns and Mm. assume totalitarian control. Uh, mm. If if this is too much for your audience, all this stuff sounds like I'm crazy. No. What you should do is get into my Substack and mm. read the articles I've written about mm. it, and you can you can yep. bring yourself up to speed mm. rapidly. And the the address yeah. of that is Robert Yoho R O B E R T Y O H O dot Substack dot com, and you can look at the archives and uh, and you can mm. you can read the recent history. I will tell you something about when it was uh, when it was locked down here and uh, the attitude of the people over here. I mean, they were quite they were freely speaking about what they really thought. So they were, they weren't really treading carefully. I mean, there was all sorts of there's some funny videos going around actually on um, YouTube and TikTok and all these social media platforms. But um, a lot of people did think it was all a load of rubbish basically it was just all lies you know that that actual feel you know the feeling the consensus of the public i don't think you can really fool the public too much these days i mean i think we've wisened up quite a lot there are some some people who and i know a lot of people who who like to you know follow suits they're following these the guidelines and they they don't know they're innocent you know but there are some people a lot of people over here actually did question a lot the whole thing and you know it just didn't add up things didn't add up um, responses didn't add up um how come which was actually which was the first um treatment to come out was it Pfizer was that the first one because I can't remember several now there was several. Yeah, there's the, uh, you know, I don't know which one came first. I but, can't remember um, which one came first. These Pfizer and Moderna are yes. majority owned by these enormous financial entities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe Vanguard owns more than half of each of those corporations. And the, yeah. the amalgam or the group of mm-hmm. Vanguard, State Street, and uh, what's the third one? Uh, BlackRock. Okay. Are, there's something like, together, there's something like $35 trillion plus. In assets, and the 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 way that these 
narratives can get perpetrated mm. is the cross ownership of all these entities. Mm. And there's there are people at the top of these things like there's an absolutely mm. insane guy named Fink at the top of BlackRock. Mm-hmm. And he is promoting all kinds of politically correct uh, woke nonsense, mm. uh, which is destructive to mm. our systematic rule of law and systematic Western values, Judeo-Christian values. And the the goal of all this thing seems to be to put the whole system in the control of a few people, a few thousand people. And these, these uh, I call them jackals because they want to eat anything. They want to eat our lunch and their lunch too. These jackals are centered at this World Economic Forum and your listeners should watch this thing closely because they're not shy about revealing their plans now. They think they're so far ahead of the game that Mm. they can they can they can say that uh, things like uh, you're going to own nothing and be happy. And have you heard that phrase already? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, yeah. they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't understand that the productivity of the world is based mm-hmm. on the most freedom. So people mm-hmm. can be the most creative and mm-hmm. produce the best mm-hmm. if, if they are free. And mm-hmm. one of their narratives is this insane <clears throat> idea that carbon should be conserved and, uh, you know, that we carbon credits are they, they've got this whole idea when actually carbon is responsible for the greening of the earth and the the increase in greening has been seen in nasa photographs from space since the 1960s and the the whole conservation movement the greenpeace i mean it's fraudulent from start to finish have you heard about the plastic ocean movie uh yes well it's it's fabricated and the photographs they used came from tsunami photographs. And whenever anyone goes through that area in the Pacific, where there supposedly is an area the size of Texas with floating plastic, you look around and there's no plastic. And and so what they say then is they say, well, it's floating right beneath the surface, right? Well, it's as if if you ever scuba dive, in order to float right beneath the surface, you need something called a buoyancy compensator and these these pieces of plastic don't have and so this stuff is basically inert it doesn't cause ecological harm and it's Mm -hmm. being whipped up with these fake photographs of whales that they shoveled plastic washed up on the shore for some reason and they shoveled plastic into their uh their their mouths and then they took photographs of them and the lies just just go on and on and on lies yeah right they claim Mm -hmm. that the polar bears are becoming extinct yeah. Well, the polar, there's so many polar bears now and their population have grown so much that in the Northwest Territories in Canada, they're they're having a lot of Inuit Indians being eaten by polar bears. And so the Inuits are all holding up their hands saying, this is no good. We've got to kill some of these polar bears. There's too many of them. So it's misinformed. It's yeah. You're talking about I, being misinformed completely. I interviewed Patrick Moore. And you would huh. you would enjoy interviewing him, and he's okay. the head of Greenpeace, the former head of Greenpeace. Okay, yeah. And he left them when he discovered that all they were interested in was scaring people to get more money. And that's this: the carbon lie is the craziest thing imaginable. We are at a geological low over this last six or seven hundred billion years, a geological low in atmospheric carbon. And it it basically we're almost at the threshold where the plant life dies, mm. right? And and, mm-hmm. and this little blip in carbon increase that we've we've gotten since the industrial revolution yeah. has saved the planet, has kept it green, has kept things growing. So mm-hmm. so it's like the reality is inverted for this uh, this near and you know I think it was Stalin invented this idea called the big lie. And that, yeah. that that what that means is you come up with something that's so preposterous mm. that people don't think there's any chance that it could be a lie. I mean, it sounds. Yeah. You know, so, yep. so we're mm-hmm. seeing we're seeing the big lie used yep. over and over and over and uh, just about it's a reality inversion field. So I'm sorry I rant, Mel. You go ahead. No. This where um, you want to go. Robert, I'm in shock here. That's all. I'm just sitting here thinking. Uh, 
I'm just, it's, I don't know what to say. It's, it's worse just, than you think. No, especially you, when you mentioned about the Greenpeace as well. And I'm thinking, you know, and all these TV, uh, the ads, the adverts to yeah. get people to donate now to save the planet. You know, we're exactly. talking about saving the planet. What's all that about then? I mean, it's just put a question mark over Greenpeace everything. Greenpeace is a sociopathic organization and they're <laughs> yeah. into, uh, you know, being destructive, kicking into in windows and uh, and basically telling lies to get more money. That's the story from start to finish. And you don't have to you don't have to believe me. Um, read Patrick Moore's oh, last book. He's doctor. Yeah. And it's easy to read. And it'll it'll just stun you about virtually yeah. every yeah. quote ecological story yeah. about this global warming. You know, yeah. the global warming the, mm. and cooling yeah. has no geological relationship to the carbon in the atmosphere. Really? And so, yes, none. And uh, if there is a relationship, it's inverse. So he's got charts about that, and I mean, we we know what the um, we know what the um, uh, yeah. the CO two in the atmosphere yeah. from Arctic ice cores, you know, drilled mm -hmm. down in the ice. We know we we've got inferential data about the, the temperature as well. Yeah. Um, so the, the relationship is is uh, is is not, and and these these people are, and of course, this whole thing used to be mm. being scared about global cooling, and now it's global warming. So, yes. And who right. knows? And then they call it climate change because nothing's yes. happened for 20 years. Yeah. But that's what they're talking about, trying to get, you know, a hold the, of to try and get together, you know, to the, try and the, fix. The cultural the cultural destruction that we're witnessing is stunning. Yeah. And the, the transsexual thing is another mm. horrible story that okay. was uh, outlined by Abigail Shirer right. in her book, um, Irreversible Damage. Okay. And in a nutshell, mm -hmm. uh, and that's an easy one too that I recommend. I, I couldn't get her on my podcast. She's an A-lister, and I'm a, I think I'm a C-lister. Okay. <laughs> Fair You're enough. You're a B-lister, right? I now. don't know what I am. <laughs> I'm just a lister. <laughs> well, you you've got a categorize people have heard of you. <laughs> yes. But so the transsexual thing. Yeah. You know, we're not quibbling with adults who decide to dress in women's clothing or decide mm -hmm. to cut off their genitalia or whatever yeah. they want to do. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that we're 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 seeing this grooming process yeah. of our most vulnerable, psychologically vulnerable people which, who yes. are adolescent yeah. girls. And right. and these the, the, the influencers, the quote influencers on YouTube That's are allowed to post all this nonsense. And mm -hmm. these kids are often, you know, they they have emotional trials when, when yes. adolescence is not easy for anyone. And this that's is, my area of interest is adolescence. Actually, you, you yeah. should read that book and yeah, look, yeah, at yeah. My, look at yeah. my look uh, at my podcast about that. I will do. Um, yeah. Again, robertyellow.substack.com. But mm -hmm. so so anyway, these kids have trials and sometimes they're serious trials. Sometimes their parents are breaking up or whatever. Yeah. But there's mm -hmm. drama in a young woman's life. Mm -hmm. All the yep. time. Right. Yep. And mm -hmm. so they get captivated by this idea that they can change their sex and everything will be yes. hunky dory. Yeah. And when, in fact, yep. there is no the marker for yep. tra the transgender community is mm -hmm. attempted suicide and mm -hmm. nearly half of them attempt suicide. And right. it doesn't get any better after they, quote, transition. Mm -hmm. So the way they're groomed is first yeah. <laughs> first they're groomed to use breast binders. Which mm -hmm. essentially ruin the breast structure. It flattens out breasts and make them saggy. Mm -hmm. so occasionally breaks ribs. It's it's worsens asthma. You know, it's a very mm -hmm. stupid thing to do. Wow. And then after that, they are groomed to take puberty blockers called yeah. Lu like Lupron, which mm -hmm. is a tremendously toxic drug that's used to treat some forms of cancer. Mm -hmm. And that that, in some people's opinion brain damages these adolescents so they never develop oh. then the third step is testosterone use and they yeah. use male doses of testosterone now testosterone <laughs> testosterone is good for you right but in the mm -hmm. doses that are used for these young girls it makes permanent alterations in their face and their body that never go away and many times these two between these two supposed treatments, their ability to have an orgasm mm -hmm. vanishes forever. Oh, so dear. these people are not happy. 
Yeah. And some of them get into the surgery and the surgery, the right. surgery is barking insane because okay. the, the, the doctors who do the surgery, they don't insist on some, for the most part, don't insist on psychological evaluations. They're referred by these clinics, right. which are now these drugs, these Lupron and the testosterone are paid for by the colleges, by Obamacare. Really? Oh, yes, wow. okay. by Obamacare, because the theory was since they were willing to supply contraception for free. Oh, I see. Uh, then they're okay. So the okay. surgery, which is yeah. often botched, mm -hmm. it puts the urine flow through the clitorises, which permanently enlarge with testosterone use. And right. you can lose, you can end up with a, a situation where you've lost all the tissue down there because the surgery didn't work. And you're, you're in the same position as Ugh. a Muslim girl who's had all that stuff cut off with a pair of garden shears when she's like Coming six months age. old. Oh, yeah. gosh. As young, really as young as that. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is, I mean, you're, okay, you're so knowledgeable about this. I mean, have you had to deal with this scenario before? Because one of my questions was going to be around your career as a cosmetic surgeon. I mean, we can, we can talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm very interested. Yeah, no, I'm interested in that too. And about what you've had to do with, because you oh. mentioned about the ethics and I'm interested in the ethics around all of this, because it just doesn't seem ethically correct, any of it really. I mean, it's yeah. very questionable, I should say. These but, surgeries, these yeah. are the only plastic surgeries that change function. This idea that they're they're putting the urine flow through the or yeah. and you know they get yeah. the other thing that I forgot to mention yeah. is a step along the way after they get started on the testosterone therapy yeah is right. they call they have this euphemism called top surgery right which means cutting their breasts off oh, and gosh. so it, with this thing they end up with a horizontal yeah. scar below the nipple and yeah. the nipple is usually off centered yeah. or if okay. if they reconstruct a new nipple there's no mm -hmm. sensation. So this stuff is irreversible. These girls are depressed and angry forever. And they're, they, they start off with psychological disturbances that they usually grow out of. Yeah. And, but then they end up with the, they're deformed and they are neither fish nor fowl. They're not women, yeah. not men. They retain a delicacy that right. is easily observable to any, 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 smart person you can see these these people are not uh men and they get hairy and they get they start to smell like men i mean mm. it is a strange thing um and maybe it makes sense for a certain number but the the they are converting in mass in america because of these youtube uh people who now those people should be censored <laughs> in my opinion right uh, because they they're they're groomed and they're they hysteria in young women is yeah. a phenomenon that we know about mm. since the Salem witch trials, mm. since the McMartin cases. Mm. You, are you familiar with the McMartin cases? No. Well, we had this thing probably 30, 25, 30 years ago yeah. where we had these kids that convinced they, they were, they were sort of groomed by the interviewers and the prosecutors to claim that their caregivers in Santa Monica had taken them down to basements and they, they never identified exactly where they were and raped and subjected them to satanic rituals and all this stuff. And these, these people went to jail for years, sometimes decades. And mm. that whole thing has passed. And that's called the um, recovered memory phenomenon. And it's been completely discredited because for example, there's no known cases of, mm. Jews or other people involved in the Holocaust mm. who had a, a memory that was suppressed and later recovered, right? It's right. all documented, right? So mm. so these things have gone by the wayside. The supposed mm. perpetrators have been let out of jail. Yeah. And on a personal note, I was seeing a psychologist at that time okay. who spent my money trying to convince me that my mother had raped me. I didn't have any memory of it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any memory of it, but but we spent a lot of time talking about that, and I mm. I was I, I I was almost conned into that. Oh but, my uh, goodness! Quite. Yeah, well, that's so just young, young women's hysteria is is hysteria something that we know about, and they yeah. grow out of. And you know, you guys hysteria, are huh? empathic. Mm. You have yes. skills 
we have that are, yeah. are emotional in nature. Yes. And this is part of it. And, uh, yeah. you know, you have to go through these stages to, to develop and become a woman. Yeah. You know, it's, it's when you talk about that stage in adolescence, which is, well, I'm very interested in that. That's part of my, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a PhD myself, actually. I'm having a rest, a bit of time out, but that's an area that I'm interested in looking at more when it comes to identity development, um, because that's the process of change, isn't it? You know, and I've, I've dealt with, um, say dealt with, I've, I've helped some transgender people, trans men, trans women, and some of them have been quite young enough always wondered, are you ready? Do you really know what you want yet? You know, give give it time and, and, or they're not satisfied potentially. I mean, I don't want to disrespect anybody who is of the LGBT group at all, but it, I always say if I, as I am a therapist and I have um, given therapy to this group of people, I always say delay know who you are first. Let's look at this area. Look at that area. Let's not do anything drastic. And it's so important to go through that um, psychological process before you actually go and do the surgery because surgery is, that's it. There's no, there's no going back. So or take the meds, the meds. Oh, yeah, sure. Under 18 yeah. or more probably under 21. But, yeah. you know, we all develop until we're 21, maybe even 22 yeah. or 23. Under 18, mm. under 21, this is clearly criminal yeah. child abuse in my mind. Right. To okay. Do the surgery to give them the drugs, the whole thing. But yeah. there's there there nobody's in charge here. The inmates are running the asylum. Really? And it's 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 being this stuff is ubiquitous in America now. Large groups of kids, these girls convert in mass. They're influenced by peer pressure. This is another area I want to look at. Exactly that. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with your, you know, being a cosmetic surgeon about the peer pressure. Did you come across uh, clients, uh, patients who were, you felt actually you're just pressured into doing this, but really this isn't what you should be doing or you must have come across some ethical dilemmas there. I'm sure it sounds like you, you have done. Because you must have a conscience there somewhere. <laughs> I know somewhere you do. Somewhere inside. you do. You can find it. It's microscopic. But oh, dear. It's hard to balance, isn't it? Because you know what they want and you know what you think as well. So that's that's quite tough to balance well, that out. the big problem is the conflict of interest because yes. you make money when you operate. And yes. it's really, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the worst thing in medicine is fee-for-service medicine. It, it turns mm. everybody in into a prostitute for their, their paycheck. But, you know, we're well-trained and we all try to be ethical. And the doctor thing is so consuming. It's very hard for me to throw stones at doctors. I mean, we, with, with the Obamacare, Mm. we have been forced to spend probably on average of 35 to 40% of our time clicking on computers just to get paid. So these people, and I'm retired, I never had to do it. Uh, Mm. These people go home and they mess around during the time that they should be spending with their families and try, try, try to get the little boxes all checked. The number of diagnosis codes is multiplied by a factor of five or ten. I mean, it's just insane. And the insurance companies are trying to ride her on it a little bit because everybody's Mm. a greedy animal. Everybody's (laughs) trying to get paid as much as they can. Yeah, of but course. as far as the ethics yeah. of cosmetic surgery goes, mm. I, I yeah. you know, as I matured, as I got to be an old man, I mainly dealt with old women. <laughs> oh, really? Who want to yeah. go backwards? Okay. Well, anybody <laughs> can re- use a, anybody can use a set of boobs if they don't have. <laughs> it, and Mel, it's an arms race out there. You know, you heard Lord. about the nuclear arms race and you try to acquire more. Well, the, the size of the boob gets gets you more attention and i think really? sometimes oh yeah we'll be able to walk <laughs> sometimes i think it's it's not the right kind of attention sometimes no. i think it's a wtf attention rather than like wow that looks great attention so mm, there you go again psychological so, reasons you know yeah, there you exactly. are again. it's all the same stuff you know it's all psychology so gosh okay so you've been dealing with that so mainly are the older sort of clientele really and the facelifts yeah. and all that and depending yeah. on your abilities and your skill that, mm. that can make a huge difference i mean people want to yeah. look younger and california yeah. at least 10 percent of us have had cosmetic surgery out here good lord it's not that expensive well, it's not that big a deal wow 
the and norm. I, I think it's helpful. I, I mean, mm. the, these women who had no boobs and they get they get their uh, their their breast yeah. job. Yeah, they acquire powers. They acquire superpowers that they never had before. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. <laughs> they may complain that people are looking at their breasts, but they people pay attention yeah, to them. But, uh, yeah, isn't that what <laughs> they know, wanted in the first place? That's yeah. what they wanted. Yeah, in the first place. But um, because it's something you mentioned, something about patient first. The patient first ethic is left behind. You know that was quite quite a statement to make. And you're yeah. right, actually. That it's patient all about first, money now. And it's all about money now. It's. So it, sad. So and sad. The doctors have been manipulated by the corporate yeah. structures and, and yeah. the, the regulatory structures. It's it's yeah. it's really sick. And they've been put in a position to be like this too. It's not that. It seems like that. That's that's the way it is. Well, you know, you've got to make a buck, haven't you? You've got to make a living. You've got to make some money, and it's oh, it's just awful. Psychiatry is probably the best yeah. example because mm. what's happened with them is they have this thing called the DSM, which you know all about, right? The DSM book, the DSM four or five or whatever the heck it is. Okay. It's diagnostic and, st- and therapeutic, statistical and therapeutic manual or something like that. Okay. But anyway, this this is uh, fabricated by doctors in the pay of industry, and essentially, mm. it's a drug marketing book because psychiatry is turned almost entirely out of the counseling, out of the psychotherapy, out of the the talking therapy into prescribing a drug every 10 or 15 minutes. And the problem is these things are tremendously toxic. And this is hard to believe, but they've never been subjected to sugar pill controlled trials. And just yeah. think about that. Every other drug in theory, right? Yeah. The FDA <clears throat> adulterates the studies, but every other <clears throat> drug is supposedly uh, subjected to trials. Well, these things, yeah. it's all soap bubbles made up by psychiatrists virtually. You know, I suppose there must be a trial somewhere, but and the, yeah. the reference for this is Robert Whitaker's book, Anatomy of an Epidemic. He wrote that over 10 years ago, and it still okay. holds true today. Okay. So psychiat- the psychiatric drugs, because yep. we, we really don't know much about them, except for oh. they cause heavy-duty uh, brain effects, oh. and they're, they're, they're not specific treatments for the diseases that they treat, depression, mm. anxiety, and so on, but they mm. do change your brain, and they are tremendously addictive. They, yeah, to right. get off of the Prozac class, the SSRI class drugs can right. take months to years of tapering doses. And many people right. who've been on these things for, yes. uh, you, you know, a few years are stuck on them. They are yeah. absolutely stuck on them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're seeing that. And they, they're not yeah, responding yeah. normally. And they, mm-hmm. they, when you're taking those things, it's hard to for you to grow emotionally in the way that you would if you're not. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And it's not actually fixing the real problem anyway. You're not really looking at the root cause of the problem. You're the avoiding root cause it. cause is something that you probably have to change in your life. Of course. So, so to yeah. go over the psych drugs, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a dark, dark story. There are four yeah. main psych drugs. The SSRIs cause violence and suicide, and that's the Ugh. root cause of and you again, I've got an article about that in my Substack, okay. uh, re- posted recently. They can get into the archives, but Great. they cause uh, they're 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 the root cause of the mass shootings we're seeing in America. Um, mm. And they are, again, the addiction they don't have opioid style withdrawal, but they people have tremendous anxiety and depression when mm. they try to get off these medications, which they mistake for mm. their need for the drug. But what what happened was the drug brain damaged them. So right. we've got that class of drugs. We've got the atypical antipsychotics, which the psychiatrists pass out like jelly beans. And these Ugh. things shorten your life by two years. No, I'm Ugh. sorry, 10 to 20 years. What? 10 to 20. True story. The really? references are in, yeah, the references are in Butchered by Healthcare. Zyprexa is the first of these, right? So you're, you're familiar with these things because you deal with patients that are being damaged by these drugs. You're doing Good the counseling Lord. on patients who are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, then we yeah. have the amphetamines mm. uh, class drugs uh, that we have probably a third mm. of our college students on that yeah. have been shown in rat studies to shrink the brains. <sighs> and virtually every authority who initially recommended these things has turned around and backed off and said they're a net harm. They've been known to be tremendously addictive since World War II when the Japanese used these drugs as, as a uh, for their kamikaze pilots to dive oh, into gosh. the ships. 
My and goodness. I don't know whether you knew this, but Japan, no. if you go to Japan with a prescription for Prozac in your pocket, yeah. they can put you in jail. <laughs> they don't believe in it. <laughs> they're they're really? sensible about the whole thing. Yeah. Good Lord. Wow. Yeah. No, I, be- I believe you. I mean, you're obviously, you've researched all of this. You've, you really know your stuff. It's I will be looking obsession, at your... Yeah. Yes. I can imagine it's um, consumed your life, has it? Have you had time for family? Well, you know, I've, you know, my kids are grown and right. I've got a wife. Uh, yeah. And mm. basically, um, I, 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 the thing became an obsession five yes. years ago and I haven't quit. And I, no. I write, write and good podcasts and blog. Good. And so on 60 hours a week and try to network about these problems. Good. Because this is for the good of the public. This is for the good for the of the people this is this is your ethics right i i think i'm trying I, to atone for a career yes. of uh doing cosmetic surgery with liposuction and breast I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> it's a very interesting career yeah. i can't imagine what what it must be like to um to actually be performing all this surgery and gosh you must feel quite immune to the body now i mean sort of like do you feel uh, it's like if, if a woman comes up and wants some surgery, it's, it's just a lump of flesh. I mean, there must. Is that <laughs> the way it is? I don't know about that. But it's certainly. <laughs> Are you dealing with a person? A, it's not a turn on. Yeah, it's not good. A turn on. I'm That's 68, though. I'm over the hill. <laughs> you know, uh, you're not dead yet. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm coasting down the other side. I had a total so- shoulder replacement a week oh, ago. Oh, dear. That's funny. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Easy. Oh, Great really? surgery. Yeah. You're Feels brave. better than the other surgery now, at the other shoulder. Very, very brave. You're, you're, yeah, my parents are 70 years of age, actually. So, um, yeah, but you're much more interesting than them, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot more to talk about, Robert. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they, they should stand yeah. up. I mean, they should, you know, get out in the streets and, uh, and, and yeah. uh, you know, and try to try to save the world like I am. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, one of the questions, I think I've asked this, have you been faced with any ethical dilemmas when asked to perform cosmetic well, surgery? Well, constant, constantly the ethical dilemma if you right. don't think the patient's going to yeah. do any better. And usually you can get out of that by saying, "Yeah, I don't think the surgery is going to improve you. And that can mean psychologically, the patient yes. thinks it means physically, but that's yes. my, uh, my wife invented that phrase and it works right. pretty well. Okay. Um, we have people that are obsessed with things that are inconsequential, like, you know, the, they just get obsessed with one little feature and they, they can never be satisfied. And you may do a little mm. correction surgery on it. And, but they're, if you're a sharp observer, you can, you can, uh, identify them pretty easy. I don't know whether you've heard of body dysmorphic disorder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, we see yeah. a fair amount of that in cosmetic yeah. surgery, but right. most of our patients are just Ordinary women who want to look better and want okay. their husbands to be more attentive and, okay. you know, want more yeah. power in their lives. You know? Okay. And I suppose, you know, with that, I mean, and they're older, they've lived through the lives. So it's, I think I can sort of like take that a little bit more than the young person actually who's looking for the cosmetic surgery. I mean, there's been stuff here. There was, there's, uh, there was someone who actually had their cheeks done and I can't remember who it was, but that, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I just, honestly, I worry about how they see themselves and it's all to do with these, you know, a selfie when they do selfies. So they're holding the phones up and they're looking at themselves with the phone. They're seeing themselves in a certain light and they're actually wanted to change their faces just so that they can look, they can correct that look in the camera. But they're when they're looking walking at around, airbrushed photographs of stars too. Well, there's that, that too. Photographs I mean, are altered, or you know, yeah, all but, this kind of idealized. Uh, yeah, but stuff. to change the structure of your face, to to change the structure of who you are, you know, physically, that really it worries me very, very much with young people in particular. You know, because they haven't grown yet. You know, I've got cheek implants. You have cheek implants. <laughs> yeah, you can feel you? they're plastic. Yeah. And it made me look a little better. But, you know, at my age, looking a little better is like looking a little better than what? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'm about to have my teeth done, you know. I'm going to have a brace put in. So, oh, Smile I'm for not... me. Let me see. They don't yeah. look so bad. 
No, I know, but I'm missing a canine tooth. And that has been a hang up for years, trust me, because a very silly (laughs) dentist over here took the cane, you know, the canine, the two pointy ones. So he took that one out instead of um, just correcting the position. They're the two teeth you never take out, by the way. I say this for everybody. Are the canine teeth. You never take them out because they determine the position of every other tooth. Mel, if that's your problem, you have no problems. Ah, that is my problem. It's a real issue. Plus a little bit of weight, you know, I think, you know, it'd be nice just to lose a little bit of weight. That's it, really. But other than that, you know. You should look at FitRx and look at those diets because there's a lot of success with FitRx podcast on Buzzsprout. And it's referenced in my Substack. I interviewed the guy, Mm -hmm. and you can listen to my uh, episode first. And Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of success with the, um, uh, you know, the uh, high protein diets, including carnivore, and also the other one, which is keto. And they, the people have done very well. It's it's a it's pretty individual. I think before we wrap up, we should do an update on this disease, which is yes, please, and, and the supposed treatment. Mm-hmm. And what yes, we're finding yes. is that people who've had this injection treatment yeah. have been the ones who've been dying and and hot, being hospitalized around the world. And we have country data. You can't get it's hard to get honest country data out of the United States, but we have country data from Britain and they shut that down a couple months ago. But until a couple months ago, it was completely clear that mm-hmm. people who had this uh, treatment two or mm-hmm. three times or whatever uh, yes. were the ones who were in, in trouble with this disease. And yes. the reason for that is that the treatment creates manufacture of the problem. Uh, you know, this the certain yes. kinds of proteins are manufactured in the body and right. that the thing never was a, a true um you know, it never was a true uh, prevention for yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for the disease because mm-hmm. its its structure was entirely different. So that's okay. absolutely horrifying. We have probably about thirty thousand documented fatalities in the okay. United States on this one database called the VAERS V A E R S database, which is incomplete, okay. and it probably is underreported by a factor of five or more. So we've had a tremendous, we've had hundreds of thousands of people that have been killed by this supposed cure. Right. And we have had um, information from insurance companies and country sources such as Germany, which have documented that the overall death rates have gone up during the treatment that this, the time that this treatment was available. That's 2021. And uh, they've been going up in a stunning fashion, uh, 40%. And in young people, much, much more, the the fatalities. Um, The last thing is we have had these military whistleblowers where the data is complete. uh, And this shows horrifying trends in Mm. the U.S. military as far as their health goes uh, because of this, uh, these treatments. And it has to be causal because it's, it's exactly the same time frame, and uh, and the, the 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 problems with this this thing mm-hmm. are legion. I mean, it's an imitator mm-hmm. of almost mm-hmm. any kind of problem you can possibly have: heart attacks, myocarditis, yeah. neurological problems, Guillain Barre, <laughs> but most particularly mm-hmm. blood clots. And that's that's the yeah, reason that's why scary. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. And yeah, I've, yeah. I have friends yeah. that have died of it, like drop yeah. dead on the day of. Ugh. It's it's horrendous, you know, and I heard I heard all stories as well. There was one thing um, I was going to ask you: the uh, the disease beginning with O is likely to end the entire escapade. Right. So that was the theory, and that's right. what I believed early on. But the problem is, the people mm-hmm. who have gotten the treatments for this this thing, um, they're more vulnerable because they've had injections of the same substance that oh, was okay. causing the original uh, right. problem. So, right. uh, you know, there, there are problems with, uh, with O and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, uh, it, okay. it, it, it is continuing and okay. there are deaths occurring and okay. there are hospitalizations. And right. <clears throat> I mean, it's like a freaking never ending nightmare because like of like- the perverse effects of right. this treatment. I mean, okay. it's just, it's, it's all to do the treatment. It's all the treatment, isn't it? It's all, it's all about the treatment. the treatment. And, you know, the long yeah. hauler syndrome no. 
is largely due to the combination of Mm. getting the disease plus getting these horrible treatments, which cause all the harm. And Mel, we don't know what the long-term consequences of this thing are. Uh, And I don't don't mean the disease. People get over the disease and become more or less permanently immune to serious problems if they don't get the treatment. But there are theories about people Mm. who've gotten the treatment that Mm. suggest that they're in trouble over the long term. My Mm. best guess is that if you make it 18 months without a problem, you're Mm. okay. But I Mm. currently have a friend who's had three of these things. Mm -hmm. She has uh, polyjoint disease, rashes, and she's sick as hell. And her parents, it's an only child, her parents are are tremendously worried about it. And, Mm. uh, you know, the treatments aren't that good. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, yeah, still scary stuff. Well, I think it's it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation with you. Uh, definitely nothing to do with music, but it is in a way. It's to do with the musician. It is to do with our the world. It's global. It's global. Excuse me, <clears throat> and it's very very important. I just want to thank you for your time and for coming on and for sharing this. Um, what's your just to end, what's your website that um, people can go and visit? Where are you? Okay, so I mentioned robertyoho.substack.com. That's the yep. best place, and you can go through those archives and learn about yep. the whole thing. Yep. Um, but I also have robertyohoauthor.com, mm-hmm. uh, which tells about my two books. And okay. uh, if you email me, I th- these things are selling uh, you know, 10 or 15 copies a day, but Fantastic. I'm not a money-making animal. No. They're all, it's all it's a great. break even. And, yeah, but great. if you email yeah. me about uh, about those, I will send you a free copy uh, <gasps> just for Mel's listeners. Lovely. And, and then the last uh, one is um, uh, it's uh, Buzzsprout Surviving Healthcare. And okay. if you search for that, you can find the uh, episodes, the audio. Fantastic. I shall be doing that. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners will also do the same too. Thanks very much for your time. Mel, you're very kind to have me on. Thanks again. God bless you.